can you hear me? Yeah. Cool. How's it going? When did you wake up, or were you up all night? Um, well, I went to bed at one, and then the fire alarm went off in the apartment. Oh, whoa. No, doesn't happen. I think it was just a bad alarm. Okay. But, um, then I woke up at, like, uh, nine or eight, and, uh, yeah, I've been, I think it's allergies, too, because they're, like, um, thinking lower energy for the last couple of weeks. Mm. Some pollen and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How you doing? Um, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Um, I've been, slowly I've been, like, uh, up, up all night. This is the way. That's cool. I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like being up at night, I guess. Yeah, me too. Um, I saw... A couple days ago, I there I saw two thousand one, the movie. Oh yeah. On uh, they were playing at a theater and like uh, on seventy millimeter. And I'd only seen the movie. Um, I don't even know when I saw the movie. I think I was pretty young, maybe a teenager, and on like a computer probably. And so it was, um, I was just really amazed by the movie. 70 millimeter, that's like, uh, even longer than 35. Uh, but, uh, like yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. I've never seen, like, even that written, I feel. Mm. It's like 70 millimeter. I didn't realize it was a thing. Um, I think, uh, Quentin Tarantino did a movie that was 70 millimeter. Hmm. The great the eight bowl, eight bowl or something. Oh, eight that was yeah. after I stopped paying attention to him. I think. I, yeah. I, yeah. Same with me. Um. But yeah, it was. It was. It was. I thought of you because um, I think Kubrick. Well, Kubrick shows up in your things sometimes. That's true. I saw that movie on VHS when I rented it from Blockbuster, I think, in the 1997 or something. Oh, well, you remember the year. Yeah, it was in high school. I think, uh, um, 10th or 11th grade. And, uh, and I also rented One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest and uh, A Clockwork Orange. Whoa. And, yeah. <laughs> I was, like, teaching myself those movies. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. Um, I would remember years that I watched 
movies in high school. It, it makes it easy because of the grade thing. Yes, that's true. Like, I remember 2007 was the year, was my senior year of high school. So, I remember that I watched No Country for Old Men. And then also the movie Juno in that year. Yeah. And and then I watched a bunch of things because I was teaching myself the movie history too. At that point, I think. Are you still um, teaching? Like watching? Well, yeah, you watched um, 2001, but are you still um, uh, checking out your movies all the time? Old movies. Not all the time, not in the intense way that I was um, at the beginning, but I'm kind of returning after a while of not. I have a VHS player, which makes me watch movies when I get them, I think. Because they're like these physical things. It makes me like them more. Uh, yeah, appreciate it more and more than um, I think, uh, streaming on Netflix or something. Yeah, I, I'll, like, go to Pirate Bay and get any movie, almost, but, um, but I won't necessarily watch it that way, the way that I definitely will if I have the VHS. That's cool. I wonder if, um, I've been trying to find something to, uh... Like, I'd like to try to go back to watching more movies. Um, mm. But, uh, oh, I just thought what I could do, because I, I did the Pirate Bay um, years, years ago, and I had, like, 400 movies. Well. And, yeah, but I just realized I can put them on DVD now, because I have, like, lots of DVDs and CDs. So that'd be cool, because I'd like to uh, get back into movies myself. Mm -hmm. yeah I could see like that movie to that like uh, um, um, that movie 2001 I think that movie probably inspired a lot of people to want to be filmmakers like it seems it seems almost like the obelisk that's in the movie you know is like the movie itself is kind of like that. Yeah, that's a good, good um, thing. Yeah, it's like uh, that—that's in the music that accompanies it. Um, uh, is also in my mind when I think of the obelisk mm. or monolith or whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah. What's funny is that music happens at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, it's like the intro before I think before the ob- the obelisk thing actually shows up but whenever I've thought about it in like a cultural memory I think of those two images like the image of the obelisk and the music happening at the same time um there's this part, if you don't mind, I'm just kind of excited about the movie. Yeah. Um, there's this part where 
I think it's just around where suddenly, suddenly, um, Hal is, um, is definitely trying to kill, um, people. And then, um, for some reason there's this really intense tone, sound, like, um, this, um, ringing that happens. And it's so loud in the theater that it seemed almost dangerous to, like, people's ears. Like, um, so aggressive. Um, wild. Yeah, I think that most people watching at home, probably like when I watched it, didn't allow, wouldn't have allowed it to hurt their ears. Um, yeah. Yeah, there is this weird, like, um, it's, it's a thing, I think, that for, in the 20th century, there were these, like, crossovers between, like, high art, uh, directing, or even, like, song, like, rock and roll, maybe, right, where the art was mainstream and well-paid and stuff, it doesn't seem that way currently. Like, I live in Hollywood. Yeah, but I, but then I don't really like, you know, Hollywood movies for the most part either. But, uh, Walt, Walt Disney, uh, lived most of his life, like, around, like, the couple blocks around me, I realized the other day. So it's like a nice history, but... Uh, you, you can see the Hollywood sign up there, or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Hollywood sign's there. around. Oh, you've been there? Uh, yeah, I've been to Los Angeles, uh, Hollywood a few times. Probably three or four times. I almost went to school out there for filmmaking. Hmm. Um, but I decided to go to Boston instead. Did and, you... Uh, sorry. Oh, that's all. Did you ever make live-action films? Yes, uh, I made uh, a couple in high school, but uh, with my friends and stuff, and I wrote scripts, and, um, but nothing um, like I wanted to. I wanted to uh, you know, make more mature, um, like graduate, to do um, 
live action with direct with the uh, actors and uh, props and sets. That's still what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a um, um, screenplay? Yeah, I have a few, but I think what I would do is what I would want to do is I need like a big space or a space where I can build um, a set and furnish it, make it look like another place in time, even if it's in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Then get some actors or actresses, or you know, men or women or whatever, and a couple, and then just kind of have an idea and just kind of wing, wing it. Mm. Um, got the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Like a improvised, um, yeah. Like you improvise yeah. your direction. Yeah. Like, um, I think Paul McCarthy is kind of like that. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh oh. I would I would do more I would like come up with the dialogue as I think it or I just tell them like I say this nice and like yeah if I write it down then I'll by the time I'm ready to film it I'll have some new stuff that I want to do instead of it right 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 yeah yeah I um yeah planning stuff is kind of weird um, improvised stuff seems cool because it's like close to your close to your mind's impulse yeah yeah that's how I always work too is um, my cartoons I mean all uh, improvised mm-hmm. and then I couldn't keep up with my hand because uh, I got like tendonitis but I've been trying to figure out ways to make movies in my apartment I make movies, but they're just not interesting to, you know, like a general audience. Plus, the audience is also, like, gone. People are online, you know, scrolling. It's hard to... That's why I think physical media is better, because it separates you from the scrolling world. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. And you could, like, get, like, a tape or a CD, a DVD, and watch it uh-huh separate the experience right right like the vhs thing with me oh do you have a lot or a few um let me see what i have because well, what's kind of fun is i moved here like six months ago and i didn't bring i didn't really bring anything with me to the place so everything i have is like uh, whatever I've accumulated. So, I think I have, like, yeah, I just have, like, maybe 20 tapes at the moment. Oh, wait, I'm gonna lose you. Shit. Are you still, can you still hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I have, like, uh, and I have, like, 
an Igmar Bergman film. Yeah, and then um, I have um, I have Orson Welles's um, Macbeth. Yeah, it is Wild Strawberries. Um, that one has a great dream sequence. You have it on DVD? It has a good dream sequence in that, that movie. Oh, yeah. Really good. Oh, there's another movie. Oh. Have you heard of Umberto D? Um. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. It's on Criterion. Cool. Yeah, the the big one for me for him is um. Uh, well, I haven't seen all of them, but uh, uh, Persona was good. Alright, right that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It also has a kind of dream. I like when he's doing a dream sequence. Really scary kind of collage of imagery happens in that movie. It's worth it. Um, Those director's back then are good. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I, um, I have like a, I recently got like a tripod and a pretty good camera, did like a digital, it's actually like a, Supposed to be a photo camera, but it's 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 good, good video. Um, and so I've been thinking about the movie idea too. I guess um, like doing something with myself or in the studio, and then like thinking about acting. Like how do you be? How could I? How could I be like? do something interesting with my my body or my character um, yeah. is the question that's right um, are you familiar with Bruce Nauman his video work only a little that is a good that is a good um, I know his like walking piece yeah I like that um there's another artist, um, she, she, she died, she was, um, uh, I'm not sure, you know, she was married to, uh, Carl Andre. Oh, yeah. She, she either got thrown out the window or fell out the window. Yeah, yeah. But, um, she was, a, I, I want to see some of her videos, but I've just seen video stills, and she worked with her body a lot, like mud and trees and feathers and stuff. I've seen the photos. I didn't know that she made video. That's cool. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I meant uh, Super 8. That's cool. Yeah, I don't think she made video. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, working with your body... Like, uh, do you like Vito Akanchi? Uh, yes, I like the one piece under the uh, floorboards. Well, that wasn't really video. That's when it sticks out in my mind is when he's on the floorboards um, making seeds. Right, right. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about him? I forget. Oh, uh, what what it was was um, 
he was a performance artist and like he his his earlier pieces of performance um like there's one piece where he is trying to the idea is that he's trying to become a woman by like pulling out his breasts and like tucking his penis between his legs and he's trying to like like enact this transformation and um that that piece he explained was kind of a reaction to the fact that performance art i guess was originally kind of a a woman's art um are dominated by women okay yeah using your body was um i think i don't know i think that's kind of interesting yeah like maybe it's kind of a kind of a female art um and because we're looking at their bodies sometimes and maybe just like some sort of collective need to uh do something other than just look sexual with it you know like that top you know but, um, but to look you know to do something other with their bodies besides sexual type things yeah that's yeah I guess so that um right like uh the selfie also feels kind of female to me I like those images are more successful than male selfies usually yep. in terms yeah. of like notes or something um, and so I don't know maybe that makes girls better at the internet kind of weird to try to um, not act in front of a camera yeah yeah I know about that I figured out a way to uh, play around with that oh yeah how how are you Um, doing it I do this thing where um, I also do it with painting too it's a uh, or anything I set up to, like, for example, I set, I have a task at hand, and um, uh, it's harder with video, but with painting, for what I do is, if I don't want to look at the painting when I'm painting, um, I say, All right, I'm going to paint a tree, and I have an idea of what, it, what I want it to look like, and I'm not going to stop and alter it if I find something that looks better. Um, 
but also uh, it's kind of more. It's more than that because it's it's like forgetting. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like I'm more focused on. Uh, focused on how to complete the task. In the meantime, I'm making a video or painting, and uh, that's uh, it's not doesn't happen all the time. It's pretty weird to get to that mental spot. So it's a like a mental exercise that you do to detach yourself from um, too much aff like affectation or something. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm more concerned with. Um, well, I don't, you know, it's like uh, I don't, I don't want to be like um, it's almost impossible unless you like you forget mentally, like you you leave the camera on and you walk around and you forget it's on. Mm. Mm hmm. Oh, I but, did. Uh, I, sorry. Sorry. Let's go ahead. Um. Well, I was just gonna say that I did something like that recently. Or I found a, a voice memo that I left it on, and it was still just like doing stuff in my apartment. And I was like building something. It sounds like like it. Um, I found the memo, and it's from a few months back. And there's like me. There's like the sound of like a hammer, and like moving around. And I, I felt so kind of scared listening to it because I yeah. totally forgot whatever was being recorded. Um, but yeah um, yeah it would be nice to be able to reach that like it's in drawing um, there are like these certain forms that I'm always attracted to like these um, these yeah, just like the approach to the page that I get sucked into really easily. And like a, um, for me, one is like a, f a head in profile. Oh, yeah. It's a go-to. It's really hard to resist it and to draw it in, in a way that I know how it'll look. Um, it's tricky. That's, um, uh, well, oh, I'm just curious, what type of camera frame is it? Let me go, have? let me go look at it, because it, it okay. kind of, um, it was given to me. It's a Canon, um, and it's, um, I'm looking for, it's a Canon Rebel. Okay, yeah. You know what this is? Um, yep. Okay. EOS T4i. That's awesome. Yeah, I was thinking that it might be a EO something. Those are cool. Big, big, uh. Uh, I mean, compared to a smartphone. Yeah, it has a pretty big um, uh, 
lens. lens. Yeah, and it uh, it's like telephoto. It has like a, it extends and then it has like a further like telephoto oh, wow. extension. <laughs> it's kind of over the top. <laughs> Is it a uh, what's the resolution on the video? Is it like? 720 by 480 or you know I don't I only know that it I haven't looked at it what it um, well maybe I can figure out real quick but it um I just know that SD. it looks really good yeah okay so it's probably, probably HD something yeah uh, it looks That's beautiful awesome. um, I like yeah so I feel I mean I have to do something I guess with it yeah. um, cool. I think the I think the immediate thing that I'm imagining is 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 um to kind of create this character for out comics um like the character of the editor of out comics since um that blog is kind of anonymous and has been for, you know, it's been a while, around for a little while, and has a, a pretty, for me, pretty big following. And then I imagine, like, I don't know, like, playing off of some sort of expectation of who's behind it or something. I think it would it would put it on the site as an alter ego. Uh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Um, but I think it would be really simple, like me um, sitting in front of the window or something, like just uh, or like maybe painting. And like yeah, not have any commentary. No commentary. Yeah, yeah, it's maybe cool. not. Visual, yeah, all visual. All yeah, all visual. Like, uh, have like a cup of coffee, and then maybe like, it shows like the back of me, and I'm like sitting down, and maybe you can see this the um, the steam of the coffee. <laughs> and then it'll just say the name of the blog or something. I like that. Um, that reminds me of, I forget his name, but he's an old video artist, and I watched this video of him. He's 84 years old, and, or 88, and uh, for a couple minutes he was sitting at a table in his home, and, uh, oh, I know what it is. Yeah, he did video work in the 70s. Then he disappeared and made photographs for 20 years, and then he got back to video art. Huh. And he's, he's 88 now, and it was just him sitting at a table drinking coffee, and then he uh, 
sitting there looking at the camera, not moving, but it was video. Mm. It's like a portrait. Yeah, cool. I, I remember. I, I'll, I'll, I know where to look for him, but I, I'll send that after. Cool. Yeah, I, I like that stuff. I like um. Like uh, it makes me think of Andy Warhol's like eating a burger thing. Oh yeah. Um, yep, that's cool too. Or Macaulay Culkin eating pizza. Right oh right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, or I guess also, I mean, also in Warhol's screen test, I guess. Ah, uh, those I never saw. Oh, I saw, I haven't watched them, but I would like to know. There's a I good... I find those. Um, I know that there's a, um, I mean, they, it uh, kind of, it changes the experience, but there's a video of the Lou Reed song, um... Um, shoot, which one was Take it? Take a walk in the wild side? No, it was, uh, um, it's a really, it's, it's a favorite song of mine, but I, I can't, I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, I was on that one where he is like the silhouette of his face in the cover. Well, this video, it collects, the, it collects a bunch of the screen tests, portraits, uh. and sets to the music. It's not an official video, but oh. it's, um, it's what someone did. Um, I'll just have to sh send it to you, I think. So I'll, I'll think about it when we're not talking. Um, oh yeah, and I was gonna, um, I'm still gonna mail you a couple of books. Cool. Uh, probably, um, uh, probably the first week of July, when I get some, my, uh, my uh, disability money. Cool, cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to them, to, to looking at them. Yeah, uh -oh. um, I made another one, it was called Dog Face and a Dancer, which is 402 pages or something. <laughs> and it's all black and white pictures, two on each page, of, uh, of every video still I could take a picture of from a video I made. Perfect. Um, yeah, a movie is a book. Yeah. Um, I, I, f I feel bad that uh, when we talked last, um, I wanted to record it and then transcribe part of it into, um, into um, I guess just into text. But then it turned out I wasn't recording after all. Ah, uh, that's alright. Um, I... Um, I found, um, oh, I found a photo novella the other day. Photo novella? What's that? It's, um, it's, it's, there's, it's where they, they make, uh, they make a, a book out of a movie through screenshots, oh. kind of like, like your, your, your thing. Yeah. Um, okay. they made one of. Um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Wow. <laughs> the, they're like kind of like comics. Um, but like not not well designed. I've never heard of that term. Yeah, I, th I think it's a... 
there's a, it's a bigger thing in um in well in in they do this thing I think with Spanish soap operas where they do something like where they take photos from the soap opera and make a little um digest sized book, books of of them of, just of pictures yeah hmm. with like comic book um speech bubbles oh interesting and is it p-h-o-t-o or p-h-o-n-o i think oh uh, so this one is i think it's that might be the name of like a company it was a oh. photo with a f f-o-t-o Oh. novella. Um, but when I looked that up, oh wait, yeah. Google Image Search has something. Photo novel, never heard that. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. Um. I wish they were better than than they are. I feel like your thing oh. your thing is better with two to a page. Uh, oh, I see. I thought about adding text to those too. Well, I do. I do when I get it and I bring it home. I write in it, but oh well. Like, you write in you. Do you think about the image at all? Or yeah. like no? What'd you oh, say? I do. Yeah. Oh okay. Like you're responding no, like, to the image. Yeah, but like. They're kind of like memories, and I'm, and I'm remembering like uh, what about it? I remember the day when I took the photo, that, or uh, something, some some sort of attachment of thought to the photo. Cool. Yeah. I like particularly how. Um. I guess that it seems like it would be really sense-based. Is that what you'd, like, I'm, what I'm imagining is, like, so in, in the book, you're, you're looking at a piece of crumbled paper, right? Yep. And so, I'm guessing that you are, like, noting your impression. Uh, well, I haven't done it with that one. Oh. I, I, had, I had like 10 books I printed. Whoa, cool. And uh, the one I was writing in, or a couple of them, they're just assorted, uh, collected images from my uh, camcorder that I extracted and, uh, and then they're in random order and I get the book back and I'm like, oh, there's a lot of space on the page mm. and I want to do like a caption. So I write with little notes. Cool. With pen. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, like, uh, at, or after, like, I could like scan the pages and print that as a book. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, the the simplicity of your of your books are really cool too. Just like white and black print, it's really attractive. Oh, the cover and the design stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I like that too. It's like um, uh, I, I seem to do that with my DVDs, CDs, tapes, and books. They're all very uh, devoid of imagery and simple. Hmm. Oh, I uh, not sure why. Hmm. There is a reason, I'm sure. Seems. Um. Oh, I meant to ask you, do you, if you have a. You posted an image. A a comics image, recently. Um, oh yeah. Of different established cartoon characters. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you. It was a drawn. It was drawn. Oh, here it is. You you posted it along with an image that said, that has says wet drink day. Okay, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really like this image. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Thanks. Those are some of my favorites. Um. They're uh, pretty big too. Oh yeah, like in in reality, I guess. Yep. 18 by 24 inches, I think. Oh, wow. Um, do you happen to have a, a, a higher resolution of of it? I wish. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't even have that anymore. I think I don't even know what happened to him. Okay. But I wish I had him. Yeah, beautiful. He's like relationship like do you do you reflect on um like what these like sequences like these relationships um I don't know it's just really yeah. a beautiful progression um I know the one that says wet drink day that was kind of like uh Mike Kelly's um Superman city. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, I really love the colors, and I'm like, oh, I gotta make this. Cool. And, and uh, the other one with Nancy, uh, yeah, uh, not Nancy, someone else, Lulu. Lulu, yeah. And um, and what I did is I had like tons and tons of pages of old comics that I would open up to a random page, mm-hmm. and I would draw the squares, and then I would draw the marker on the big square and I would just it would not be in any order except what I felt like doing and then I would uh, write the text after then I would color it in with uh, acrylic paint Mm. and it was always like a weird amalgamash of random uh, images and context like all cut up Mm -hmm. I did a ton of those too Oh man, so cool. Yeah, I uh, I know. I should do more of them actually. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah, um, I need more comics though. Right. They're all the comics. Yeah, that's my. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm looking at it now, and I love how it's um, there are sequences with continuity, and then it'll bounce like a the dog. There's a dog, and and the dog appears in the next panel in a position. <laughs> and then there's this really sweet part where the girl, I guess Lulu, is smiling and then she's like quaking or dancing in the next panel. Oh, yeah. And red stuff oh. seems to, like the red hydrant seems to invoke later the red cat and the red bowl of cereal. Oh, yeah. So you cool. copied the pose, like you, 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 you copied certain poses from the old comics. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. And you drew the gr think, grid first. Yes. Um, I drew the. I think it was just a grid of like a one, two, three, four, six by so twenty-four frames, and uh, and then I just I might have started at the top left. And then I would move down to the bottom middle room and draw draw in there. So I never went sequential from left to right, top to bottom. Hmm. And, uh, and I flipped through books and it was, um, and I kind of I wanted to do like certain things, like I was making a cartoon, like animated, like um, there'd be some close-ups, there'd be uh, full body shots, there'd be close-ups of uh, heads or hands or uh, objects and uh, and the colors were important it was like um, uh, almost like paper red Not, it doesn't look like paper red but it was influenced by the, mm -hmm. the seven colors they use oh there are like particular colors like seven set yeah, colors it's like, it's like um, magenta these are like the colors they had in uh, Microsoft Paint oh. like green red and they're really bright. You know Paper Rat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I thought of Paper Rat when I saw this, actually. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, big fan of those. I blew my mind open with their... I have their DVD and I oh, my mind open when I damn. I, I've not seen that. I only see what is... whatever's online. Well, this is a 60-minute DVD, but it's also on Uber Web under Paper Rat. Yeah, but... Oh, cool. Um, the, yeah. It, it's interesting that, um, that it's, so it's, it, it ends up being a, a, com a, computer color scheme in acrylic. Like, you're using this limitation that you it, that doesn't that you aren't actually limited by good, good uh, thing yeah good observation I do like to make things difficult or like a challenge mm. I'm just looking at your blog now <laughs> uh, a, a gif as a can Oh yeah, that one. That one you roll on the ground and it and it it's animated as it rolls. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs>
it's uh yeah this uh kind of motif of digital constraints reforms finding like the analog in the analog yeah that's it yeah (laughs) um i love that yeah and also the one before um typewriter that's where I got the idea to do the can oh, okay um, yeah there was some artist I forget his name um, I just read about how he tries to um, uh, he works with uh, outdated forms of technology um, and he, he finds there's still a lot of stuff to be done with it Mm. I know, like, DVDs and stuff like that, they were only around for 20 or 30 years. Well, they're still around, but they kind of moved on as, like, a, a, you know, they're on to, like, streaming now, but things go by so fast. There's not enough time to really explore possibilities for me. So I like to... Mm-hmm. It's also... Almost, almost like Cory Archangel too when he does his uh, old technology uh, tinkerings hmm yeah um Cory Archangel someone I still need to I know about um he did the clouds right Super Mario Clouds yeah right that blew my mind too I watched the whole video hmm cool this it was five minutes and was silent and just streamed from uh, either right to left or left to right, I can't remember. Those video games are so, like, sides, the side-scrolling platformer is, seems connected to reading. Oh, yeah. I, I, w- I remember I would play, uh, the one I would play was uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah, me too. And, uh, cool. And, and I remember that when it got difficult um i i would easily get disinterested and i realized that it's because what i was really interested in was just going from left to right like like i didn't really want any challenge it's true i just wanted uh, to see the things that's that's a good idea for a video game just go left to right and just like nothing happened no drama no, no way. Like, <laughs> no way to die. Just, just look at the stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, it would be. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be um, violent. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a cartoon like to. I call them scrollers, but I didn't put the connection until now. Mm. They go from. Uh, uh, they go from. They're going uh, towards the left, and they start at the right. And just explore the land of Oh, yeah, I've seen this. Um, Pinocchio. I've seen one where there's lots of um, cut out photos of trash. Yes. I did like five of those different ones. Those are cool. Um, That's what I was trying to do. You'll just like. Uh, I don't know, I forgot my train of thought. Um, I'm sorry. You get all this variation um, out of like I assume like in that you searched for trash and got images of trash then. 
Yep. And then you get all the variation. I mean, you get like the mutations of that meaning. Yeah. Um, Pictures of Madonna or Burger King or um, uh, serial killers or all, all things that have entered my peripheral over the years. Mm-hmm. Endurance, I guess, is really tied to... I mean, endurance is always a time thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like a... It's a relationship to time. Um, For the viewer and the maker, or... Yeah. Creator, yeah. But not... Well, I... What did you... Ideally, would you want those to be, like, equal? Or does that matter? Oh, um... I haven't thought about that. No. Hmm. Um, because I I guess there would be like things that you could do to make it more of an endurance test for either the viewer or the maker. Okay. Yeah. Today I was um, right before I saw I think it was twelve right around noon today. Right before I saw your message, I was working on this um uh, really challenging uh, repetition endurance piece for the listener um, and also for me to make it it was also a challenge because I would uh, I have this uh, digital recorder and I have on a speaker I have a micro cassette transcriber by Panasonic which is uh, and I record off this phrase like me talking or then I would do is put it in reverse and um, keep going in reverse after I play it for two seconds and then rewind it to the same spot. I just do that like 20, 30 times while it's recording on the digital recorder. So like when it plays back, you hear like a, the word and then a rewind button and then a play button and it says the word and it just good, keeps going back and back and back. Oh. Back and forth. So it gets really, it's almost like a GIF, a GIF, but it's with audio. Just looping. Oh. Oh, it's so, okay. Oh, okay. Wait, so I, I want to make sure I understand. You, you, um, you've recorded something and you are now recording yourself playing and then rewinding it? Yep. Okay. And you do it a bunch of times. Yeah. Okay, and so it, it is, it is, okay, okay, cool, cool. I also did it with Philip K. Dick, uh, his voice. Um, it got really weird, um, uh, the way he punctuated certain words, or emphasized, I mean, and uh, I wanted to find him saying the word hot dog, but I didn't find <laughs> it. But, but he did, but he said, uh, what it is, is, you know, what it is was, mm. he said something like that, and it sounded weird when I isolated that uh, sentence during a long two-hour conversation with him, and I just looped that back and forth for 20 times, and it sounded, when you isolate certain phrases and uh, repeat them, it's, it becomes like a weird, abstract, distorted, I don't know what, but it changes meaning every time you play it back. Uh, really bizarre, but cool. Um, the, uh, Ever, I did something kind of related, a little similar maybe, recently where 
Um, I used my... I've discovered that my computer has a... a what's the word that I want to use? Um, trans, transcription oh, yeah. ability. And so uh, I'm really interested in writing like orally, like by talking. And so I thought that I could just talk at my computer and then it would turn it into writing. Um, but it has errors. And then um, what I ended up doing, oh yeah, what I did was um, I improvised talking and then it transcribed it and then I read what it transcribes and then it transcribed that and then so it, it'll get errors um, and and then I keep doing it like telephone oh, wow. and I um, and then after I went through the process um, like 10 times or something then I rec- I recorded myself reading it so it converts back into speaking Um, and so it'll have like these variations over time but sometimes you you hear the same word over and over or the same word change a little bit I'll send it to you it's cool I think did you uh, do that on Xampa or you just have a... No, I haven't done anything with it yet. It's just on my computer because I'm uncertain about the direction. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it, is it MP3 or WAV file? Or? It's... Um, it's... I think it's an MP4. Oh, okay. Because um, I... Yeah, because I recorded on my phone's voice memo app, actually. Which I think that's what it does. Um, There's also this piece that um, that I really love called um, "I'm I'm I'm sitting in a room." Oh yeah, I'll this here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That reminds me of it of what you were talking about. It it's nice when like. You can get a, a a word to lose its meaning, or like have like a very logical meaning, but you're able to just kind of turn it into like a sound or like connotation, maybe. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen much visually, but um, I noticed I was. It did happen visually last week. Um, there was this word called, uh, well, the word is Rike, R-I-P-E. Mm. And, I, and I thought isolated or separated from all other words, just as is on Twitter. I was like, this is a weird word. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, mostly it happens with um, uh, utterances. Uh, speaking or something but. Mm-hmm. yeah it feels like um, 
sometimes it feels like people people talk just to talk um i something i've been thinking about lately like they'll they'll have dinner or something and they don't really have anything to talk about but talking is what you do around people <laughs> and so there's this way in which like speaking is forced and like this kind of meaning play is happening but um sometimes i think that people should just like make noises or something <laughs> instead of bothering to like latch on to in like insincerely asking someone how their day was or something right like uh i can relate to that really because there was this uh, friend that uh, long story short she uh, she was over she visited um me a couple days ago and she's homeless and she's been traveling from virginia to uh or she's on her way to maine so she's been walking on foot Mm, whoa, whoa! <laughs> and, um, yeah, and um, so she, uh, so we were talking. She was uh, here and sitting in a chair, and we we're just talking for a couple hours. And I'm like, and I mentioned like um, something about silence and like being a good way to spend time with someone, which is like enjoying the silence between each other. Oh and, yeah. Like, uh, but that it was nice to not feel the pressures of needing to talk for some weird reason mm -hmm. just to be out to what you were talking about yeah it's like My a mom's like trust that too. place oh yeah what's, like wait, what? oh, I said that like uh, there's a um, it feels like being able to be quiet and enjoy each other is like a, a trust yes. thing so I was thinking trust. Um, like no, no need to confirm something. Yeah, I know it's crazy. I was getting stressed out, um, and then I became aware. That's what I was trying to confirm some sort of weird trust thing. But uh, but then I got relaxed and comfortable after uh, after a couple hours. Hmm. I was aware of that, yeah. You're, good. you're saying your mom is the same way? Uh, sort of, yeah. I mean, she um, she talks out loud instead of, like, having in, in her monologue, in her voice. She just... And, uh, and I visit them once a week for a couple of days. And uh, that's that's a challenge. But uh, she, she does this thing I was thinking, like, she has a non-stop talking to herself, but she talks, I think she's unaware that she talks to whoever's around her. She talks loud enough so we can hear, mm -hmm. but she's just making comments like, all right, I gotta take this to the bed and one. She's like reminding herself things like a verbal reminder. And I happen to be in the path listening to it. So but that's something a little different, but I wish she would turn it off, I guess. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Um, um, 
Yeah, t- like talking. It reminds me like um, I I live um, alone, and so there's this weird, um, or not weird. It's um, this thought I've had. Um, and like speech versus speech versus thinking when you, when you're alone oh yeah like um even like if i were to like represent it um like what the difference i don't know what the difference would would be between saying saying something aloud or or thinking something um, yeah. That's um. Yeah, that's uh, and then also it's um. Uh, that's it. That's what I I work with that too, or think like that too, because um. Uh, like, it's become helpful for when like if I have a something I want to remember and by myself I like practice or I like form the words. So I like translate what I sensed, like through listening or um, looking or seeing or something, and I'll translate it back to myself so I can um, figure out the right words to explain to someone when I see them. So oh. it's like trans- translating the senses into a word I can talk. <laughs> and then you you like practice, kind of like how one might practice a speech. Yeah. Um, it's uh, unending, um, but it's cool. It's all, it's like I can do a lot of work in my head, but, um, mm. but yeah, it's, uh, I think it started a couple years ago when I was going to therapy, and, like, um, and it was like a way to remember when I'd go there and remember things and tell her. Mm. So it just kind of developed that way. Oh, I see. Yeah, I um, I make uh, usually instead of a a journal, um, I make voice memos, and they can they can go on pretty long, where I'm just I'm just like talking into my phone, um, about like whatever my usually, um, yeah, artistic thoughts, um, but I'll also be like I I'll take walks and do it. And so then I'm like, pretend, pretending to be on the phone sometimes, mm. to just yeah. yeah, to cover. Um, it is weird. Yeah, right. For myself too. Um, but I think the practice thing is probably it probably um, functions. You know, in that way, like it probably makes, um, at least for me, I think it probably makes me more articulate about yeah. the ideas that I'm thinking about. Definitely. It keeps you, uh, I was thinking too, it was almost like uh, I was putting the connection between this thing I read uh, about, not a samurai, but it was uh, a Buddhist or something. Maybe it was, it was like a practicing um, uh, uh, apprentice and master story. And it was like this um, uh, 
student who was um, who, who was gonna meet his master um, in the halls or something. They would meet in the morning and then say, or at some point in the day, we're gonna meet and fight for practice. And uh, so the student was always like looking around each corner, like where the is gonna pop out. And it became so much that he couldn't handle it. So everybody, what the student had to do was um, just like become ready in a different way. And so he went like screw up with the uh, fight. And uh, so I think that's what I was doing was um, always practicing instead of just like waiting for like the moment when you're doing something. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen these m- movies, but um, something like that happens in Pink Panther, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you've seen, but like, I think yeah. the main character has his um, like assistant um, attack him sometimes in the day, and he doesn't know when, uh, yeah. and so he has to always be prepared. But to like comedic effect, I guess, in that yeah. scenario. Uh, another thing about, I guess, speech is um, I I could take this two ways. I could talk about either Marshall McLuhan or Birdsong. Uh, yeah, do Marshall McLuhan. Oh, but I don't know the other guy. Um, Birdsong. Oh, Birdsong, just actual Birdsong. Like, well, I'll cover that really quickly because uh, across the street um, there's a hardware store with um, a nursery, and I recently found out that the nursery, like when I walk by, there's always bird song coming from it, and I can hear it, I think, from my apartment. Um, but I recently found out that it's a it's electronic, like it's a f- it's fake <laughs> and it, it, it but it you know it makes no difference except I kind of know um but anyway the other side of it is oh yeah so you, oh yeah you like Marshall McLuhan yeah. um yeah I, he's he, an excellent excellent talker yeah I, I love he's like a big yeah, I love him. He's big on my mind all the time. Um, what was I going to say about him now? Talk speech. Yeah. I don't know. But, well, another thing I can say is that I watched him talk to John Lennon and Yoko Ono the other day. Have you seen that video? No. I've seen the lecture, but not that one. Yeah, they just kind of run into each other and it's kind of um it's kind of one of the only times that I I kind of didn't like Marshall McLuhan in the in the picture because yeah. uh, he was kind of talking over them um talking above them like I guess it was supposed to be a conversation it seemed like um 
it was like three people that are used to maybe being interviewed as in, interesting people themselves. Oh yeah. And they couldn't figure out who was the interviewer, who was the. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Yoko Ono seemed mad at Marshall McLuhan. Um, like, she was accusing him of being too um, involved with language. And she she wanted everyone to, like, like, commune by, like, touching each other and stuff. Um, and then Marshall McLuhan responded to that by talking about the... the um, the phrase um, I'm touched um, about like he, he wanted to emphasize that because he loved cliche that uh, that that must indicate um, that touch is like our closest communion um, he, he wouldn't engage the touch thing <laughs> too much. Um, and then, oh, and then I watched him debate with Norman Mailer. Um, in this one, um, Mailer was unlikable. Um, or wasn't, wasn't, wasn't understanding McLuhan. Um, they seem to be speaking different languages. Um, Mailer was accusing uh, McLuhan of enjoying the um, the future that he was um, tracking or predicting um, to like. Oh, that it was dis that the coming like communal um post literate um way of being was dystopian to uh Norman Mailer. Um and that McLuhan's manner was much too like gleeful about uh presenting it. Um But yeah, I think McLuhan is like my favorite person to listen to speak, I think. Oh yeah. He's a uh, funny and um, and I, I also too, I, I got the sense that part of me, you know, some things I don't and I might not like about him, but um, some things I do. And um, I remember this one um, whenever I'm reading I always think of him lately because uh he said he only reads the left side, the left hand side of the book and the right side pages. He doesn't read because he says they're too close. Wow. Uh, uh, too, like, uh. Too close? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, too close in content because the people are so bad. Ramble, he's in his words. So I was like, that's interesting. He only reads the left side of the book. Right. He, well, that explains. I mean, he's such an associative thinker. He has to make this bounce. Oh, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he wants the, um, that's really interesting, because that makes him a little less, um, because he always will say that he's, like, part of the literate people that are being displaced, the linear, 
Um, but if he does this thing where he bounces around so that it's um, less, um, or that it's more cool, I don't know. Um, that's really interesting. The, the, there's a speech thing related to him where um, he had a he had a stroke. Do you know this? No. Yeah, he had, he had a stroke and um, and he he's spent the last part of his life uh, like a couple years. Uh, he he couldn't really speak, and um, he, but he could he could say um, only two things, which were I think I think one was no he could say no, and then I think and then the other thing he could say was the phrase uh, oh boy, <laughs> and that that kind of became his positive uh, oh I see um, I think but then he would yeah he would just say oh boy oh boy over again over and over again yeah that's pretty hard to be creative with that but I'm sure that I'm sure there's a way yeah. right um, but also kind of like uh, kind of like maybe since he's so tied to the future and in, and this enthusiasm it feels uh, linked to that phrase like the most basic form of excitement seems that phrase. Yeah, that's a phrase I use myself too. Oh well. <laughs> I say it a little different. I'm like, oh boy. It's like a sarcastic uh, excitement when I'm talking to my parents or something. Oh. Or well. my nephew. Cool. Uh. Actually, yeah. Oh, what were you gonna say? I I also say it when I'm like. Uh, it's always fake enthusiastic yeah that's pretty much it mm. I feel like I don't know how to I feel like I don't ex, I don't I don't express fake enthusiasm maybe it's like curiously absent or like I think I'm not good yeah. at sarcasm my sister's like that too mm. I'm not like oh I don't think I'm like that too much online, but there are um, people like my family. I'm fake sarcastic. Um, they don't pick on it, pick up on it very mm. well. They think I'm too being serious. Oh, uh, oh well then. I think I do it when I'm wearing my family, um, and they don't pick oh, up yeah. on it. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but online, that's yeah, different. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the thing that I meant to get to about birdsong is the way that certain birds can mimic um, speech. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, I, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's saying something. Like, it might... There's a bird that's, like, saying, fuck you, and it's just funny. And the, but the bird doesn't mean it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, like a parrot. Yeah, like a parrot. But, like, there's a few other birds that do it, too. Mm. Um. Quaker. Oh, you'll get, like, birds imitating, like, car beepers. 
Like, yep. yeah. Microwaves. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> they do the electronic really well. They do everything. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, we, we, my sister had a parakeet that lived in the house growing up. Mm. It, was, it looked to be 14 years old. Mm. And it would mimic um, the microwave go beep, beep. Oh beep, my god. Beep. Wow. That was just a little uh, regular parakeet, too. Like, those. That was crazy. It lived for 13 years, but it's cool. Petri. Oh. That's what his name was. Petri. I think it was like, uh, like after the dinosaur, Petri, and um, Night Before Time. Oh, okay. It's a car- cartoon connection. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not really sure what they I'm, what they do I, I'm, I'm like why I guess um, I remember taking a walk and making a voice memo um, or like recording because there was like a tree at night full of birds making strange bird calls um, nothing uh, yeah bird calls that sound like bird calls not microwaves or anything um, but they would repeat like in loop and they had a uh, but I noticed that they never they never called at, they never interrupted each other like they went in a sequence and had their different sounds and um, I liked it so I recorded it on my phone and then um, still standing there I played it back to myself um, through the speakers to see if it picked up and then it seemed like um, the birds were responding to their own calls that they could like hear my phone and it created this like stereophonic effect um, they included the recording as one of their own I think so. I I think that they, um, one, I don't know the thing, but maybe they are like calling for to hear the same sound. I don't know. But it was like a beautiful um, moment. That is cool. There was this, uh, just when you're talking about that, it made me think of, um, how I read this article, I, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but there was a, um, I, I read this, some researchers or scientists were uh, working on uh, mind, or tele, 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 uh, hmm. mind reading. That's interesting. And they, uh, they, they like, they can predict when a bird's going to whistle or sing, and they were using that to uh, work on how to predict what people are going to say or uh, think what they're going to say before they say it. Oh. Is that being a basis? I'll send you the article. Yeah. Um, that's, I was just talking with a friend this morning about um, they um, well I was talking about like wanting to, I made a, a, a drawing where I um, where it's just like bubbles with text um, and I was trying to trace 
thinking, like a, the process right. of thinking on paper. Um, and it led to um, talking about like out and and just wishing that you could just record like in your mind oh, yeah that would be the ultimate or something is that you just hit, like click record on your brain and it records for however long this process and then it's outputted somehow <laughs> um, that would be ideal yeah um there there is in um i did find something that scientists in uh kyoto were doing where they took like um, EEGs. Uh, well, they showed people. Um, they showed people. Well, I, okay, they showed people video of. Um, I guess these are two different things. One of them was they showed people random videos of things like uh, an elephant walking across the terrain. Um, a car driving, uh, some uh, family interacting with each other, and then they took um, these EEG uh, data and then used it to try to reconstruct um, uh, uh, of their brains. They they tried to reconstruct what they were seeing from just oh, yeah. the brains. And so they get like fuzzy motion blobs of color yeah, mostly. I've seen that. Okay. Um, and they've they've they tried also to record dreams this way. Um, oh boy. But it it's like really um fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they'll they 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 got it like um their construction which then they broke down like the scientists were like did a car appear in your dream like the, their their data says their data says that they saw a car type thing and then they'll ask the person what they saw it and they have these videos where they're really fuzzy and like nonsense kind of um yeah it, it's so easy thinking. to imagine that's what it's so easy for me to imagine it being able to record your mind that it feels a little um uh unfair that you can't do that really i think at uh, some point we'll be able to down the road because mm. I just I was uh, I found an article um, there's they're working on technology or robot that can uh, uh, interpret what you're thinking and you know like symbols and letters that you picture but you have to be hooked up to the to the, like a to another machine that reads your brain scans so it's uh, in early phases it's starting out but once they get a better handle on how to make it more streamlined and um, way to make it easier and quicker and all that evolution of it, then, then we'd be able to like, um, the ultimate thing is like to have everyone on the planet like being able to uh, be 
not invading demise, but like that would not be good. But that's a bad word for it. But like being shared, being able to share. Yeah. The um. Yeah. The the way that um there's a way in which le- like so like right now there's a lot of people are worried about security stuff with um internet data tracing um which i guess kind of like like one model like we often are like modeling brains on computers language i think as if they're i don't think they're that i don't think they're the same thing but um but there is i don't know like it's funny to think of you browsing the internet and that creating a trace somehow and then you now you have like an audience kind of for your private impulsive associative whatever you're doing (laughs) um it almost turns browsing in a way like you know that joke or meme about having an fbi agent yeah. Oh, yeah. And like you entertain the FBI agent with what you're doing. Yeah. That's kind of fun <laughs> to, to think of. Um, like suddenly this passive activity is a creative act. Or at least a lot of these passive activities. Paranoia. Yeah. yeah like, par- like paranoia is one way it can go. But maybe if you're like a... Um, if you're like a uh, an exhibitionist or something, then it's like thrilling to uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. to like read Wikipedia articles with um, your FBI agent in mind. That is interesting because um, uh, that was like oh actually well, my brain just imploded but. Mm. <laughs> Oh, that's, that happens. That's cool, though. I mean, I think what I was going to say was, uh, it's like, well, yeah, uh, my mind was, I think, 10 or 20 years ago, I was, or just about 20 years ago, I was, uh, dealing with the beginnings of my uh, symptoms and um, they were like uh, I always thought I was connected with every person in the world mentally Mm. and uh, they could all everyone was listening to me and watching me and I was embarrassed about uh, my kinks and stuff and my dreams that I had at night but um like that that kind of like um, prepared me for the internet I think because mm. like because like now I just it's all out in the open and like eh, I have no secrets and it's and it's um I think that's a good way to some people may be nervous about people finding out that they like uh, whatever and like confronting it with other people you know eventually everyone will be like seen 
through the entire self or something. Mm, but mm. that's like the down the road, I think. So I'm like preparing, not preparing myself, but I already have, but I just like, strangely enough, I seem to have prepared myself for it. If it happens or not, I don't know. But. That's interesting. Um, Right, so like, like in a sense, the. Well, I, I guess I would just be restating what, what you said. Oh yeah, but you see, you do understand, uh, grasp it. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was too. Because uh, uh, I haven't really talked about it before, but. Uh, I thought about it, but talking about it is different. But. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like, um, like schizophrenia is a, like a, like a, a constant layer of perceptual, um, experience, or do you mostly, like, encounter it in, like, symptoms occurring separately. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. Um, I'm not sure I have a good... I know, like, I've had uh, different types of layers upon layers of things that happen uh, at different points over the years, Mm. and they change um, to different things. Um, Mm. I'm not sure about that, though. Mm. But, but I know, like, I can say, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I, I'm definitely not thinking the same that I was, um, back in, when I first started having the first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I'm not sure if it's better, I mean, it's better in that I can function better, but. It's pretty stable, but um, I think what's interesting is how I, uh, uh, what's the word? Oh, I, I, repetition is big in my mind, and um, um, that, that wasn't always like that. And I also noticed, like, through art making, different. Uh, uh, like I kind of wind it down from making paintings and drawings to um, playing with pieces of media like plastic, like CDs and DVDs and tapes, books. Yeah. Less less colorful, I guess. But like it's all like imagination induced type art that I'm making now. Maybe I was like burnt out from uh, all the production production. Mm. That's interesting. I um, think maybe in the future I'll uh, be um, even more dependent maybe. I'm sure. Well, what was the word? 
uh, repetitive, like in my thinking. Oh, I see. Okay, so this is like um, you're um, kind of like tracking, like yeah. so these yeah these like qualities of what you associate with your schizophrenia, yeah. like a okay like colorful to uh, repetitive repetitive and um and not just like the obvious definition of repetitive but also like um repeated um like all the books are all like white with black text in the same spots for the title and the cds will have um white stickers with written text and there's no differences distinguishing them from the others until you listen to them and you find the differences Mm. It's like that type of thing too. Oh yeah, I I like that kind of thing myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. This yeah I yeah I think about my my brain a, a lot. Um, this is the autism idea. Uh, so I I don't know. It's it's also a. It's also like a kind of, uh, a kind of brain, which is like a little different. Although I maybe not. I don't know. They're both. <laughs> they're both brains. Uh, patterns, or the way they, they like they light up like orange or purple or red and like brain scan. Then it's different. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been thinking like maybe I'm autistic too in some way, because mm. um, I think they're pretty closely related. And, and yeah, it's, it's I'm not totally sure. And that's crossed my mind mm-hmm. recently. Well, there's like um, there's a lot of crossover between these things, and uh, like autism is mostly. Um, like you, can, there are brain scan differences, but when the, it's diagnosed, usually it's a questionnaire, and so in a way, it's fairly easy to lay, di- lay diagnose if you have access to that um, stuff and you're able to be honest with yourself. I think. I think. Um, yeah, I think that's true. There are like these words, like, com- like. Um, uh um um special interests um which is like the word that's used to talk about like this specific things that um you can get interested in um in a fixated way oh yeah i've heard that before uh-huh um and then like the version of talking about your special interests um is info dumping and um, also st- the a word stimming. Do you know this word? No. So stimming is um, describes a few things. Uh, m- it's most mostly though it's associated with like repetitive physical uh, movement, like uh, flapping hands. Um, it's often 
for autistic people, it's often a, it's like a self-comforting. Um, sometimes it is, comes with excitement. Um, and like there's all these terms for these behaviors that are kind of antisocial maybe, but um, personally I like have a lot of affection for them like as experiences um so i I, yeah i don't know um that's cool i I think like i can relate to those i mean i'm bookmarking them now but um info dumping and uh stimming yeah uh there's echolalia is another term which is audio yeah that's where you repeat phrases um, uh, you'll get like kind of caught on saying something and it, it won't you know it's just like a phrase you like or something and um, also what's that one again? that was echolalia um, oh there it is I do that a lot if, if it's the correct term that I'm doing mm. um, the I, like the the big one is um, like a relationship with emotion or like being able to tell what people are feeling Um, autistic people usually have to kind of think about it yeah and um, like a math problem (laughs) yes yeah and like uh, I think there's a reason like a reason that Talon's uh, voice is really appealing um, to me as uh, that it's like concrete and like low on rhetoric <laughs> like I, I feel like his aesthetic um, is 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 autistic it's like um, um yeah. That's true. I, uh, yeah, there's something. Uh, it's also doesn't. Well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'm not sure if, if I'm accurate with what I say, but it's, uh, like I was gonna say, like he is neutral. I know he's not, but because his voice is doesn't persuade to one thing or the other try to persuade you mm-hmm. with um with uh with uh emphasis on some things it's always like flat you know yeah yeah the, uh, no like, like um yeah I forget what so I was I, gonna I, say but yeah oh, oh yeah well what were you gonna say <laughs> uh, um I, I yeah I, I think I was gonna say, yeah I was gonna say um just uh yeah it's like oh I forget but I think it was just that it was flat and doesn't seem to and that's something I like too because I try to do that with my um with what I make sometimes is uh down the middle of the road and not like lean toward one thing or the other or try to persuade to uh Houston, that's what I'm thinking, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Yeah, I feel that way as well. Uh, flat is cool. 
Um, uh, I recently discovered um, this. I was looking at a study um, where they were doing eye, eye tracking. Um, they showed they had a control group of neurotypical people and uh, then autistic people, and they sh they showed them uh, images of uh, like there's again uh, weirdly enough again an elephant <laughs> an elephant on a plane. There's a tree, and then they, and they uh, they also showed them um, a picture of two like soccer players, one with his head. Uh, like the back of his head toward the viewer and, and he's kind of more centrally placed and then to the on the left side of the image there's a soccer player kind of looking out at the at the photographer um, and so then they track the eye movement of uh, people for like th three seconds upon their like initial they get their initial what they're looking at and the, um, uh, according to the study, um, and it shows like these images with like thermal mapping, um, it's kind of beautiful of where the focus lot went for the control group and for the autistics. Um, autistic people will tend to look kind of at the center of images, no matter what they are. And uh, neurotypical people will find the faces, human faces, and, you know, overwhelmingly look at them. Um, but so, like, the picture of the soccer players, uh, the autistics are all looking at the back of the head, and the neurotypicals are looking to the, at the side with, with the face. Um, yeah. And for me, it would be the same, like, this black shape of this guy's back of head, um, it's, it's where I would, it's, that's more interesting to me. Um, but it's also hard because of, like, art, maybe. Like, looking at things artistically conflates with whatever else. And I think, art, like, aesthetically, artistically or something, uh... I don't know, do back of a head is more interesting, or, I don't, like... What do you mean by conflates? Like, it's, it's confused about, like, if I was, uh -oh. if I didn't have a relationship with images and how they could be redeployed, um, like, if I was a, a person, I don't know, like, a, I don't know, like, If I was, it's so hard to imagine, but like a person not interested in images themselves and how to look at them differently. Um, if I was just like a cat, like some sort of had like a more casual relationship with it, then I could have like a purer autistic response. Oh, I see. Or maybe I just think like, yeah, like art is a little bit like contemporary, a lot of contemporary art practices seem kind of autistic. Um, yeah. Like Andy Warhol seems autistic. He, did, he does, yeah. Yeah, in like, 
yeah in like every like in every way <laughs> but like yeah as performing person but also as an as almost his entire attitude of image um and it's interesting because that's not talked about at all i'm looking at it right now yeah like Just curious yeah people will speculate but Okay, I have a book by him. That's I mean, book of him. Oh, it says Asperger's, autism, the secret of Warhol's art. Okay, so I'll just bookmark. Yeah, which if it, I mean, it's a strong proposition because because yeah. Warhol is the um, like the most important um, <laughs> artist of the of the second half of the twentieth century. So. Um, but I guess art masks um, um, these mental, like that's where you can pass. Yeah. Is the art realm. Yeah. Uh, like they, everyone just thinks he's being really sarcastic or something. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the view I think of Andy Warhol. I think so. Yeah, in that private, um, in some parts with his uh, sexual life. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, just eccentric and, oh, he also, um, I just learned about this last year. He, uh, he, he was married to what? his tick, not, uh, not literally, but okay. <laughs> lip married, he's called, uh, his tape recorder he carried with him all the time, his wife. Oh, wow. Cool. And he had, he has like, uh, thousands upon thousands of tapes he recorded. Oh, man. Like audio cassettes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. If I, you look at some pictures, you can see him with a, like, phone in his hand uh, or on the table or something. You see, like, a tape recorder. Whoa. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. I, and, uh, oh, sorry. No, keep going. I was going to say, uh, uh, just that um, Alan Ginsberg also, um, you can listen to his uh, or, or, or view, or I can't pronounce that word. Oh yeah, oeuvre. Oeuvre. Uh, you can you can listen to that of all of all, all of his uh, two thousand different cassette Damn. audio cassette tapes <laughs> on uh, uh, on I think some Smithsonian website. Oh my and god! I just do a couple, and it was like they go for like forty five minutes each side, and they get documented uh, like who, what their each tapes about and stuff. Wow, so that was cool. Yeah. But they, they don't have Warhol on the online yet, but. Oh man, I wish. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh. I, yeah. yeah. Have you read his writing? I used to have, um, well, I have his voice um, tra- transparent writing from uh, yeah. the philosophy of Andy Warhol. Yeah, that's I, I read I mean. that halfway and then I lost the book, but I, um, but I read, I'm reading some book of interviews by, uh, Kenneth Goldsmith um, wrote um, tracking all his interviews he ever did and that's pretty interesting he interviewed uh, Andy Warhol or like he, he's um, uh, he compiled like every interview he, he went and researched oh, the written recordings and uh, and then he put them into a book at, let me see what it's called I have it here on my Kindle it's called I'll Be Your Mirror 
the oh, selected okay. Andy Warhol interviews. Ooh. 37 conversations. Sweet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I read quite a bit. Lots of interviews where he'll, you know, he'll just like say nothing. Play. Yeah, play. It's great. <laughs> um, those tactics, I'm, don't, well, I don't know. Those tactics. Like, I, uh... Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have a friend, uh, Blaze um, Laramie, who, who meant a, a lot to me as an artist, uh, especially when I was a bit younger. Um, but it, he still does. Um, and he would do these interviews when he was young. He's like a cartoonist. Um, he would do these interviews, um where in the comments section this everyone would be outraged like and but he was he was basically kind of a he had a very like warholian um style of like he would just uh i'll just I, i'll just send you an interview i was just really enjoying it recently i'm thinking about how I thought that like Warhol today or something when wouldn't work or you know the way that he he like kind of would work a room or something oh, um, yeah. and make pe maybe make people mad um, but uh, in the comics context context um, my friend was able to make people really mad so I guess. It's maybe viable. <laughs> I'll I'll send you it so that you know what I'm talking about. I was thinking about uh, the other day, um, you know, like uh, making art, uh, projecting. I mean, like uh, thinking about potential ideas for art that I can make. I don't know what, but just like you know, kind of like what Jeff Koons did with his. Um, in the 90s with him and his uh, porn star wife they made those uh, very sexualized works sculptures yeah. and paintings and that was um, that kind of uh, hurt his career I guess oh. and uh, it, was, it was too much and then he kind of disappeared and then he came back in the, you know, recently but those are my but favorite thinking, things by him probably yeah and also the vacuum cleaners and stuff vacuum cleaners are but, cool too yeah. Totally. But I was like thinking that's all it takes is just, I mean, it doesn't mean like that's what you have to stand behind, but you're capable of, I mean, not capable of making any artwork that really makes people angry. It doesn't have to be that, you know, that's, um, I could separate myself from the uh, meaning of the art. You know, I could, if I make like a movie about killing people, it's not like um, you can separate myself from that. Mm -hmm. you know like the, the worst things you can think of and put them into art just as a way to like have people um, think about it and process it rather than be like turned off by it you know like um, you know the general public that kind of watches the news and like uh, certain keywords will spark um, immediate visuals and ideals that they've been taught and it'd be good to like 
set of new con new, new, new types of um, not context, but like new ideas to sit to like put them with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's um, it's 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 so easy to offend. Yeah. And and you know what will offend. It's a uh, yeah. It's it's. I I guess I'm just in agreement. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a, I would definitely. Uh, I thought about it, but it's it's a it's a different thing actually doing it because then you you get the brunt of uh, their anger, even though like you can. I mean, my prepared speech as a backup um, to as a description for the work um, might be ignored or something, but but at least I I'd come up with it. I plan on doing those works. Mm hmm Which would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, like... Yeah, I don't know. I... I... I end up drawing, like, sex stuff. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, which just, like, in itself is somehow, like... Um like charged um yeah. the yeah i i did this one thing um so i was really concerned about um i like i like drew a, a sexual scene and but i was really concerned about like male female dynamics and um like whether you can be a man and like draw a woman or a sex act in a way that, like that isn't um a problem i guess yeah um like that yeah that isn't somehow hurting someone i'm not sure and um so what i ended up doing was uh in in uh, I I was talking to this car cartoonist, um, a art student in Germany, um, who's a, uh, she's a woman, uh, and like asked for like her commentary, like on the on the image itself. So she would put it into Photoshop, and we would like talk about the image basically as man and woman, man artist and woman viewer, and then this scene of a sexual scene between a man and a woman. Um, I guess that was my solution or something. That's cool. Yeah. I, sex is really fun to draw, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. I mean, it has the nude form, and then it's also... I don't know, it's like instant story. Yes, I know. That's how I was, the word I was using was action and story. Mm. Movement to make. Yeah. A power dynamic is immediately established. Or like, yeah. Um, That's always interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I love... I tried to... Uh, oh, sorry, no, you go ahead. Oh. Uh, when my friend visited the other day, um, uh, I was thinking of that and, uh, you know, like the di power dynamic of 
and uh, and I think that's what was like um, stressing me out was like uh, not rejecting it, but just kind of like not uh, um, sure what how to, what to do. Like if I was supposed to um, make some sort of move to see how she would think. But I don't even really, I didn't really, really feel like uh, doing anything like that, like sex. Oh, uh, I see. But I kind of, but I kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, uh, but once I got over that, then I was really comfortable. And, uh, it was really confusing the, uh, the uh, conversation with her. Mm-hmm. And then um, we talked about stuff like that. And then didn't, didn't do anything uh, of any sort, which mm-hmm. is cool. And, uh, but I was thinking about that power to be like, yeah. Yeah. Didn't, it, feel, didn't feel right. Hmm. Yeah, this, um, yeah, I maybe like it's kind of similar experience recently. Like I've been h- hanging out with this girl and like I'll go to her house, but and it'll be like late at night and we'll like sometimes talk about uh something sexual but like not directly in regards to each other yeah we did but like um yeah like it's part of yeah I, I get what you mean like uh it's kind of rude in a way. Like, well, not. I thought about it, about whether I'm being like rude by not making a move. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Like, I know. Yeah. I, I think I was trying to um, judge how it was like going, and and I wanted to make sure. You know. I, yeah. So I, I was wanted to, to make sure I wasn't being rude or um, mm-hmm. the same thing because. Uh, she just kind of messaged me on Twitter and said, "All right, I'm in your town," because she had walked here, and mm-hmm. uh, so I was like, um, uh, "It went through my head, and then it kind of interfered with our other conversations because it was like, is this like some sort of? I was getting confused with uh, when we were talking. I was like, a duality to uh, a other thing was like, was that like a reference to something you're thinking? Yeah, right." <laughs> <laughs> right, but, um, right. Yeah, but then I, I realized that I didn't feel right because um, it seemed like the typical thing to do, um, or the, the nat- or natural thing to do, and I like to uh, do the opposite of what's natural. So I um, mm-hmm. thought it'd be cool to not to uh, reject that sort of thing. Right. But it was difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I understand that. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, how did you, uh, how did you, um, meet her initially? Um, well, I've only known her on, uh, Instagram. And, uh, she's, I've known her for a few years, and she, we talked on, like, message a couple times, a few times, and, uh, She's, uh, I think she was, she was still in Philadelphia, or Pittsburgh. She's uh, 22 or 23. She, uh, she has 
hit, well, she had hair, but she shaved it all off. Yeah. Because um, she was, like, living in the woods and the dumpster and stuff. So that was interesting. Mm. But, uh, I mean, I can see why she would want to shave her head, because things are living there, so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I met her, and then she kept sending me postcards. Um, and she got the wrong address, but, uh, someone would walk with the address they got the mail and then hand deliver to my mailbox mm. and uh, she was working on an art piece about uh, kind of like she didn't want to be part of society she said she's very intelligent and I think and, uh, so it's part of her artwork to uh, uh, she calls it erasing her mind and uh but we had some interesting talks about cool things. Um, Ma- she, no, she. Well, sorry. What? Uh, uh, what do you think that she means by raising her mind? Oh, erasing. Oh, erasing, erasing her mind. Wow. Yeah, she wants to like um, get a procedure done. Like, uh, I, I'm, you know. Like a memory erasure or something? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she was... The, the interesting thing she was talking about was how she's, um... Feels like she's become more of, like, a... Less of a person and more of, like, a, a creature animal because she's always in the woods and not part of, like, the daily grind of working and... And uh, she's like, she feels more in tune with the animals in the woods. Um, hmm. And I noticed um, when I first, I was expecting her in the morning the other day. And I was like, I wonder what this person will look like. Because I had an image of her from online. And uh, it was right around the time when I expected her. And I see this person walking very slowly and strange, uh, strange sort of uh, uh, vibe to her, to the way she kind of moved. Hmm. It was very slow and uh, different, for lack of a better word. And uh, and she had sunglasses on and a shaved head and like a monk robe. But it wasn't monk robe. But it was very like silky and went from her neck down to her feet like that's gotta be her and I was right it was her <laughs> hmm um see if I can pause it though very nice nice cool um I I, I have a friend who's um a very good painter who uh also lives on the kind of the fringes of society and uh homeless um, and I don't know a very a very smart very um, unusual person um, yeah I'm a little worried about her at the moment because uh, yeah, yeah like her her tent burned down and I haven't heard from her since that so she's really um something in that she's um 
I feel like um, her paintings are some of like my favorite paintings and uh, the, it, it makes me wonder like just how many people are like like I, I, I feel like her painting should be in museums and she's well, you know living in the hills by the by the um, freeway and stuff um, and she also has like an anti-society stance I think yeah it's, that's she, she, we, we worked on a painting together too and uh, she has a very interesting painting style uh, but that was cool just collaborating on a painting in person and, uh, mm. that's all yeah. uh, did you get a picture of it? I, ha I still have a canvas and um, uh, I'll go take a picture uh, oh, I can't shine it through right now but I'll take a picture after and send it to you cool but it was cool we, we, um, I wanted to make a movie first but it didn't seem natural mm -hmm. and uh, so then we put a painting down a canvas on the ground and sat there across from each other and just kind of talked and painted and um, she stayed in, like a towards her section and she branched out drawing her symbol symbols and colors and I stayed and it was interesting to uh, observe how we differed in visual paint styles and like what it meant at the time when we were like right in front of each other mm. so a lot of cool things like that little, little things I noticed that's sweet. Well, um, I think I'm gonna make lunch. Cool. Um, I'm gonna get a coffee, I think. <laughs> cool. Alright, um, well, good talking to you. You too. Alright. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Um, to figure out how to.